Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's Mark Bergen from the Believe in Steelers show. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. NBA Summer League is in full swing along with Major League Baseball. I know Wimbledon just wrapped up. You've also got a big fight at the end of the month between former Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson. I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell, the Pittsburgher. There's a lot to bet on, a lot of sports to bet on. If you want to get in on the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Berg, and joined, as always, by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT. I'm very excited today because we've got the host of the Minus 3 podcast. Right. He's the host right. of the Extra Points podcast. Right. A lot of times he ends up asking us questions on our show. We like the cut right. of his jib, and he's also the first three-time guest of the Believe in Steelers show Dave Damashek joins the pod today. Dave, how are you doing this afternoon, my man? Oh, I'm positively over the moon all of a sudden now. I'm the I'm the first time uh, three, time, whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. Listen, I got the you COVID in my brain. I ain't thinking straight, yeah. but I'm over the moon about it. A pleasure to see you, Mark Bergen. And always a pleasure to see number two for my all-time favorite Pittsburgh Steeler. Shaq, you've been, you've been having COVID in your brain. This ain't nothing new. They True. just came out with a word, but you've been had the COVID in your brain. This, this, no, you don't even act like you're acting different. This is you, regardless on what you say you got. You've been, right. no, no, man. I now have an excuse. That's good. You call it COVID. I call it an excuse for my behavior. Well, for you, yes. For you, for you, then all right, I'll take that. <laughs> but anyway, 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 check, check. Thanks for coming on the show, bro. Certainly, certainly. I make good because you visited my show last week. We had a great time as always. One of the great entrepreneurs of the 21st century, Ike Taylor, you know, with the cigars and the boxing and the football training and everything else over the moon for everything that uh, that IT there is doing with himself down there in Florida. Hey, Dave, I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you a question. When we had you on the last time, I know you and Ike were supposed to ride horses together. Did that ever come to fruition? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. And I'm ready to ride, you know, that's the, so I guess I need an invite to a place where horses are. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be happy to ride a horse alongside. Well, we, along, we can definitely, uh, right we can definitely go to uh betonline.ag and we ain't going to do the plus three. We're going to do the minus three. We're going to get back on your minus three podcast. So there you go. I can't wait. I can't wait. We should, yeah, we'll ride horses. Maybe we could have a guest like we could get Devin White to ride with us too, you know, just out oh, on the, official. you know. Yeah, he's yeah, right. official. Well, he loves he's a horse. official cowboy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so hang on. I listened to that conversation. If you haven't checked that out on Dave's show, the minus three podcast, Ike, you're a great guest as always. But I know you two talked a little Thank bit you. about the Lev Bell. You talked about the AP fight in Los Angeles, right. the crypto.com arena. Right. Are you two rolling into the into the fight together? Ike, I know you'll be there I out told, in LA. Yeah, I told Sheck. I told Sheck if you want to, you'll roll with me. I'm going, I'm going all the way to Le'Veon Bell. Uh I haven't seen AP actual fight. I've seen I've seen Lev. <laughs> I've seen Lev throw the hands. I've seen some clips of AP, like shadow boxing. It ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna cut it. Le'Veon Bell gonna beat the brakes off of AP, and I love AP. And this is no disrespect, AP, but Lev gonna beat the brakes off. They're the same size, basically, right? Maybe, maybe nah, uh, Peter's bigger. He is? is bigger. Yeah, really? it's just it's, it's just AP is so cut. <laughs> he's he's cut up. He's a he's a he's a statue. Look like somebody just drew him up or just chiseled him off with some iron or something. That's AP all day. He always been like that. But Lev Bell is the much bigger uh, person. Hmm. I I wouldn't have thought that. I, like I say, I would think oh, they're either yeah. the same or maybe Peterson's yeah, a little don't bit forget, bigger. But don't don't forget don't forget Lev Bell coming out of Michigan State. He was like. 240-245. He dropped weight when he got into the league. He does have so he's youth back up on to AP. that kind of yeah, yeah. And he does have youth on AP too, because Bell's 30 years old. AP's 37. So he's got the youth on AP as well. Yeah, it's gonna be a good interesting one. I'm a, I'm definitely going down to support Love Bell, but I'm a huge fan of AP as well. But I think how come we Lev never Bell is come- gonna be it's interesting. More and more guys are doing it. Frank Gore did it. Um, who else? Uh, I've been like asked Gore. to do it. I've been yeah. asked to do it like six, seven times. I just, I just, you know what? I, I'm thinking now, if I'm gonna do it, I want to go bare knuckle. I don't, I don't want. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even want. I don't even want the box. I, I want to do the bare knuckle, bro. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, do that. That raises the stakes a little bit. Hockey players do it, and they're on skates. You're, you'll just be on land doing it. You, I love this idea. <laughs> who would win? I'm just trying to think about people who um, who you've actually tangled with. You and Antonio bro, a Brown? Lot. A lot. Bro, all day. A lot. Bro. I, can't, I, I, got so many, I got so many hits under my belt. I can't even... And I, I, I even like I even like when I used to get jumped just to see where I was at. Hmm. <laughs> and Dave, remember this is before social media. Hey, remember this is before social media when Ike came into the league now too. Now we're talking here. So there's probably some there's some stories Ike's gonna go to the grave with, or he might tell us off the air about that he's talking about here. Remember, pre-social media coming into the league in the early two thousands, later on. When he retired, the advent of social media comes around too. Get jumped just to see where you are. Where you know it really is funny because we're ultimately the same guy, me and you. Like that's how I feel too. I always just once in a while I like to get jumped just to see if I can still throw hands like I always used to be able to. Now uh, you versus uh, Antonio Brown, who wins that? I, I think so. Man, I think that's right. no disrespect. You're a little bit bigger. Not her. AB said. A B A B got a uh, and shout out to the pivot show too. RC 
Fred T and Channing, them boys doing their thing over there. They really taking off. So everybody who going there, man, they just look super comfortable, super relaxed. And they just they just tell it how it is. So that that looks like a comfortable show. But y'all heard it B say something, man. And I'm like, for real. So I ain't even entertaining. I, honestly, this is my first time even entertaining it, but man, that's A B no better, man. I ain't got time to be playing with no A B. But it's whatever. Who would have won? Because I, I thought it would be funny if those two guys wound up in a ring against each other. What? Who would win? I mean, uh, Lev would destroy AB, right? Man, Le'Veon, Le'Veon take this boxing for real. And, and he's way bigger would, than AB, too. Everybody would see July 30th. Every, everybody, the world, the world would see July 30th. Lev take this boxing series, bro. He he take mm. this boxing real serious. Real serious. I've been hearing yeah, some remarks. I just take fight. I just take fight. I just be want to see where I'm at. So I just take fighting serious, period. Like it, it's cool. I, I box to stay in shape. I know how to fight. I know how to box, but I, I like the knuckles. I like to taste the knuckles. Mm-hmm. Me too. What about <laughs> uh what about one more? You versus Maurice Jones Drew. Man, I would never fight MJD. Be a tough never. fight, though. It'd be a tough fight. You know, you know, you've been you've been up close to him. He's he's just hard to handle. He's I can't, you know, let, he's... I, I can't let I can't let him get me to the ground. <laughs> I gotta yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta move side I gotta move side to side or I gotta move side to side. Cause MJ MJD get you to the ground. It's <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> It's a wrap, bro. Steamroller you. He just roll around on you until you, until you quit. Fine. It, it ain't gonna be good. He would just roll over you until you turned into like a piece of paper, flat like a piece of paper the whole way. What about one one more? You versus Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's a big dude. Yeah, I never fight Big Ben. <laughs> That's the no. one you would never fight. Now of all the people, I know. You wouldn't. Need. It's just it's just some people I'd never fight. Like I, I don't I know what that means. Um, one him would be the one you'd never fight. Okay. How about you yeah, versus Troy? Me, me and Troy, me and Troy put put a. We'll put one. We'll put one bullet to the head so it go through both our brains before we fight each other. So picture that. <laughs> Okay, all right. it's a little grim, but I don't think we have to go that far. We don't have to put any bullets I mean, yeah. through anybody's head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Ike, you've got to build though to where you it, you'd either be able to fight off the person, or you'd be able to run away from anyone who you couldn't. Hmm. No, it's it's the chin part. Like I got a chin. I got it. Like you really, it's gonna have to take four or five people. <laughs> like that, that's why. That's why I just be like, man. Let's get to the show, man. Check. All right, let's hey, go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, all right, let's get all right. to the show, man. I mentioned this with the Let me know when we fight. start here. Let me yeah. know when we start the show. <laughs> this is going to be at the crypto.com <laughs> arena, a renamed arena. And speaking of renamed arenas, Heinz Field's going to have a new name. This is the first time I've talked to you about this, Ike. Dave, a fellow Yinzer as well. We'll start with Dave. What'd you make of the reports that Heinz Field is going to be no longer? I mean, I think it sucks. It's too bad because it was a cool, it wasn't just a prominent brand. It's a Pittsburgh brand. The Heinz factory is 
you know, literally a couple of punts away from where Heinz Field is. And so, you know, it was promoting a provincial brand to the world. And, you know, the whole catch a bottle thing and all that was 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 cool stuff. Um, But it feels like the workaround is so obvious. It should just be like, I don't Acrisure, whatever the hell that is, you know, just make it Acrisure Three Rivers Field. And then and that's that or Acrisure Rooney Field or whatever and be done with it. You know, like why why they don't just plug in something that makes every all the locals feel okay with it instead of like Acrisure Field is what's going to be. That's on Sabbath. Just plug in something Pittsburgh and be done with it. Right, Ike? Yeah, for me. You know, that Heinz, that Heinz was everything. So just, you know, the fact that, like he said, is right down the street. But, man, Pittsburgh City is different, man. So I, don't, I think they should just, just go like the Alcashore, Yenzerville field. That would be perfect for everybody in Pittsburgh. That 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 whole thing will go crazy. That that whole stadium will go crazy, man. There's a lot of pride in Pittsburgh. But, you know, it's a business decision. You got to do what you got to do. But I'll go Alcashore, Yenzerville field. And leave it and leave it like that, or or Rooney Field, because if you say Rooney, you might as well say my name with it too, because everybody named Mama know <laughs> I'm a, I'm the black sheep of that family, so I'm the I'm the I'm the milkman baby. So in case y'all didn't know, <laughs> so Heinz made a great investment with the twenty year agreement, only fifty seven million dollars total. That's 2.8 per year to put this in perspective sofi stadium sofi is paying 20 mil per year out in la so i almost kind of liken it to i grew up in chicago dave i know you spent some time there no the sears tower is now known as the willis tower i can tell you this among locals there's not a single one of my family members or friends that calls it the willis tower it's still the sears tower so I think it's going to be the same among Steelers fans where even though it'll have a different name officially, people are still going to know it as Heinz field. That's right. It's uh, the thing that vexes me is about it is that they can do this. Well, well two things. One, I am, I, I'm a dummy. So I can't figure out how can it be worth $20 million to have the name of your company on, on a stadium? It's so, I don't know how that works on the, on the consumer's brain that it's like, Oh, I'm got you know what? Oh, it's called Staples center. I was going to go get, uh, I was going to go get my typewriter at another store, but you know what? Staples is on my brain. Now I'm going to go there and said, it's a very weird, I'm not that anybody goes to buy typewriters, but I think you follow my, uh, my point one. And two, the thing that, it, that has me miffed is we can change that stadium's name, but we still are going to persist with calling the convergence of the Allegheny and the Monongahela where that happens right in downtown Pittsburgh, the golden triangle, those two rivers come together to forge the what the mean Joe river, the Rooney river, the Lemieux river. No, the Ohio river, the Ohio river. You, hey, guess what? It ain't in Ohio. It's in Pittsburgh. What the hell are we doing? The only thing that bum state has going for it is the mighty Ohio River, and it starts in Pittsburgh. Shame the devil. That's that COVID brain. See, that's <laughs> when, you, when you have that COVID brain, you get on like random temper tantrums. I get it. It's all right, <laughs> that, Ike, because we took we took from the state of Ohio, we took the Emperor Chaz Knoll and Big Ben Roethlisberger, so it's kind of a wash, no, I guess. Did. 
it's, it's a pretty cool spot. But on a serious note, training camp coming around. Shaq, want to get your thoughts. We all we talked about on your show with Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. I just want to get your thoughts on who you who you think might have a chance and why between the two. Well, you you did kind of turn me around a little bit on Trubisky. Um, I'm a pedigree snob to begin with, and he did. It's not to say that talent evaluators don't get some things wrong. They get them wrong quite a bit. The best in the business, in fact, hit it about a 60% um, success rate. I'm talking about in the draft, the best guys, Colbert and company, um, you know, are, are, are obviously far from perfect there, but Trubisky went second for a reason. You know, he, he cut a certain figure, had a, a skill set. You and I actually were there and talked to him, Ike in Philadelphia, Correct. the day yep. he got drafted. Um, and keep in mind, that was before Mahomes and before Watson. And that was the collective wisdom at the time was that he was the right pick over those two guys, which is crazy to think about in hindsight. But I do think he was dropped into a rough spot and yet did go to the playoffs that year. I think he gives them – you know, whether it's Matt Canada or otherwise, he does, uh, he has the ability to put pressure on a defense, does Mitchell Trubisky. The bottom line is I think Trubisky's going to start the season. And, and you know, if he falters, then they'll go to pick it. I don't buy any of this jive about Mason Rudolph right. having a, any relevance in the season. I think they'll right. try to purge him if they can, obviously. Um, but I, you know, I like in the 21st century, I love that boot action and um, rolling him out. And he's a big dude who can truck you and put pressure on the defense to Correct. make a decision if they want to yeah. get in his way. Um, he's aggressive with doing that. And and the number one factor for success in uh, for a pro football quarterback these days is the quality of the offensive line in front of him. If you you if you told me you can choose who the pass catchers are, what the weather is outside, who the running back behind them is. The offensive line is the number one factor for whether or not they're going to succeed. If you give these guys an extra half a second of time to make a decision, they're generally going to come through. Um, he's in a way better spot in terms of the personnel around him, in terms of the coaches around him than where he came from in Chicago. I think he has a chance, and it's not over – You know. I get the cynicism around him, but it's not as though we're without any examples of guys in the last 10, 15 years, you know, not hitting the ground running, like you know, but but that not stopping them from being successful NFL QBs. I don't think he's going to finish the year. I don't think we're going to be talking about him as one of the five or, or 10 best in the league. But the middle class of quarterbacks in the NFL now is huge. There are a lot of guys. Is it? Is it crazy to think that that he's going to fit neatly into that, you know, middle of the pack of QBs? Yeah, Kirk, and, it, yeah. it's exactly right. Put him in the right. right spot. I think he's in a nice spot here. Um, I, you know, I don't think he's a world beater necessarily, but um, I, I think what's interesting, like me and I talked about last week, is you know, in in a quarterback league when everything favors the offense, it's really an interesting philosophical debate about the way the Steelers went at things here, which is, and, and I think they kind of had to with Minka, had to keep Minka around, TJ Watt and so on, but they are a potentially dominant defense in an all offense league. The wisdom of that is intriguing, at least zigging against the rest of the league zag. I, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out this season. Yeah. My, my, per, my personal opinion with that, and Mark, you can chime in. 
Pittsburgh got two first round quarterbacks, which haven't happened in a while. You know, you got you got a first round quarterback, a young one in Kenny Pickett, and you got a former first round quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. That's two good problems. So basically, you saying you know, regardless on what happened with Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago, man, I do know this guy got some good pedigree and he's super athletic. And that's uh, one thing we was missing from that quarterback position in the last three or four years. So I think Pittsburgh just in a good situation, just in general. Um, you look at that Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance situation. You look at that uh, Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith before Patrick Mahomes. You know, was the quarterback situation. You look at Drew Brett, Drew Bledsoe and that Tom Brady situation. And you can go right there in Pittsburgh. You can look at the Tommy Maddox and Big Ben situation. So you can look at the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation. So I don't think this is this is by far a good situation and some good problems that Pittsburgh Steelers have, especially at that quarterback position. Mark. Yeah, let me piggyback off that, too, is that the Steelers aren't going to bottom out to get whoever the blue chip quarterback is going to be in the 2023 draft class, whether it's a C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, what have you. And so the fact that Pickett was there, it made all the sense in the world to figure out who the heir apparent to Big Ben Roethlisberger is. Now, how soon Pickett could start, that's anyone's guess. And that's what we're going to be talking about between now and the start of the 2022 season. I'm going to take this in a little bit of a different direction, though, Ike. And I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. Say Mitch Trubisky flames out, Kenny Pickett flames out. Go to another sport across the ball diamond. You got O'Neal Cruz, a 6'7 shortstop. Can he be the Steelers quarterback in 2023? He's got a cannon arm. Well, that's a whole other topic. We're talking about a phenom. We're talking about a guy from the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, six six and some change, uh, throwing the fastball, and he's not even a pitcher. Ninety seven miles to first base. We're talking about who? Uh, we're talking about a guy who can get to the first base <clears throat> as fast as you can blink. We're talking about a young man when he runs around the base, he's laughing. So he's just a big kid having fun. He just he just happened to be a superior athlete. So, but no, I think he's going to stick to baseball because in a couple of years he'll be seeing that four hundred. $500 million piece. <laughs> so he ain't guaranteed. So he ain't tripping on on that part. But it's good to see a lot of highlights on, on TV, especially talking about baseball and the Pittsburgh Pirates. But I think he's going to stick to baseball part. Boy, he's something. He's he, He's got some, some of that uh, uh, tall tale, Paul Bunyan kind of stuff already on tape if you've watched him in the major leagues because he takes yeah, he, those – that easy swing and it just flies out of the ball. He only uses one hand and it flies 450 out of the yard kind of stuff. And he looks a little bit like, I don't know if you guys are too young to remember Dave Winfield's prime, but he's got some of that aesthetic to him, which is he's almost gangly. He's so long and thin and like how all those pointy elbows and knees and long limbs and everything. And they all just come together in perfect harmony at the point of contact. It's like, How's he gonna get manage all that that length? And it's a a perfect um, it, it, it's a perfectly uh, a coordinated is I guess the best word I I can use for him. It's something to behold. It's it's fun stuff. A guy who that makes me think of. I'm not trying to derail what you're talking about here, Bergen. But the one thing I think we're not talking about that's weird when I think about you know willowy kind of uh, lanky athletes. Lamar Jackson is unlike anybody we've ever seen in the NFL. What the hell are the Ravens doing already? We talked about that too last week. Like, are the Ravens really now? Because we're here in the mid-July. Is the is the strategy really 
to see if they can get Lamar to get through a season without paying him the big deal because they have concerns about the long term there. It's really it's real. They're playing with fire unless I don't know something. And that's certainly plausible that I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with the Ravens front office. But this is the franchise from a PR standpoint. No way you can let Lamar go, obviously. Um, he's the most exciting player in the league. And this is a Super Bowl-ready roster, as far as I can tell. I really think they have a chance to make a deep run here, but it all gets derailed if they mess around too much here with the franchise. I get the concerns about, like, free agent wide receivers aren't going to want to go and play in that offense necessarily. And so between Andrews and Rashad Bateman, they're going to have to make that work. And I get the injury concerns as you go forward with all this. It is what it is now that's your QB. You better ink them. And it's going to have to be massive in line with something like Deshaun Watson got, right? What are they doing? I do you really think that they're thinking like, maybe since he doesn't have an agent, he'll like, maybe he'll just be silly enough to like risk his, his future, his long-term future and just play one more year under the deal we've got him on. That's crazy if they do. And somebody better get in Lamar's ear and tell him, don't you dare touch that field until you get a long-term deal. Lamar. Lamar ain't touching that field until he get his deal, for one. Two, um, there's 22 starters on the field, offensive defense. The Ravens damn near had 17 starters going last year. And I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm just saying that's how many starters they had who was injured. It was a lot. But Lamar is the – and we talked about this on your show, Shaq. Lamar is the bread and butter. He's the heart and soul. It's, it's, it, and it's coming from his teammates. It's not coming from the coaches. It's not coming from nobody in the front office. I'm talking about this is what his teammates say. His teammates say, man, when he's on the field, it just it, it, it feels, it looks, it's more confidence within the team, within the organization. So um, I don't want the Baltimore Ravens, as my young boys would say, <laughs> Baltimore don't get it twisted. And what I mean by getting it twisted is, oh, we've been down this road before. We're built off of defense. Nah, y'all ain't never had Lamar Jackson. The league ain't never had Lamar Jackson. We had something similar with a Mike Vick. If you want to go back and say Randall Cunningham and all them guys, they cool. The RG three is cool, but we ain't never had Lamar Jackson, ever, ever. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't, don't take that talent for granted. Is what I would say. Coming from from a Pittsburgh Steeler to a Baltimore Raven dealing with Lamar Jackson, Lamar should never ever step on the field until he get paid. But speaking of quarterbacks, we did Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. Uh, you bumped up Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Will he play this season? Check and why? I mean, I have no special insight on that, but from what I keep here, I, I, I well, I've heard that the league wants it to be a year. I think that sounds good mm. for the league to say that. I think that they know right. the 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 players' association will push push back on that. Um, I think it's a it's a weird spot in that, as I as I said you know, whatever, three, four months ago when they signed him that, uh, that it's like, well, this all, this all hinges on the notion that like, well, no, there will never be any other accuser. So we're good going forward. Cause we have all the information, you know, if they hand down an eight game suspension or whatever, it winds up, let's say it's eight games. Then what happens if, if another damning accuser comes out, that's going to be bad yeah. on the league. It's also bad on the league. And I don't think they care. They're, you know, they're bulletproof. The, the NFL is bull. There's nothing right, could really right. derail the league. Right. Um, so right. I don't think they're overly concerned. But MLB did shelve Trevor Bauer for a long time. I think the 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 comp 
that should be more disconcerting, though, is like Calvin Ridley can't play for the whole year because he sprinkled a little change on a parlay. I get get it. This it's not one. The NFL isn't a court of law. It's a league. It doesn't. It's not. It's not bound by the laws of uh, of the U.S. That's for the U.S. judicial system to to figure out. So I get that the NFL can't have gambling and players that that, that insinuation that the players are involved in gambling. I get it, but still bad look if Calvin Ridley can't play for a year, but Deshaun Watson's <coughs> excuse me out there running around after six, you know six games in or whatever. So I don't know, man. I feel like. 12, you know, what you want to do is if you're the league is scuttle the Brown season. You want to punish them for making this move. And it's borderline conspiracy theorist kind of stuff. But I think that the other 31 ownership groups, even the ones that chased Deshaun Watson, who people have kind of let off the hook, like, hey, Falcons, you were in on him too. Like, it's not like you can just say, oh, where's your soul, uh, Haslam's? You know, like, well, there were other teams chasing him too. But only the Haslam's guaranteed him $230 million. And forget it being Deshaun Watson, NFL owners don't want anybody making that level of guaranteed bank. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Goodell, right? I mean, they don't want that. It's yeah, crazy. It's too late, huh? it's too deep. I get it, but like they want to hammer them for doing that. And I think the way to no. do it is to be like, well, we can't have this guy on the field. Like it's bad, it's bad morally. Yeah, yeah, it's too, it's too late, no. I think I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna say a year. I'm thinking eight eight to ten. That's what mm. I'm thinking because they they got they got a few other stories where some of the some of the some of the uh, females had switched stories. Like it was all good at first, and now all of a sudden it's not all good. So it's it's, it's leaning it's it's not a good look <laughs> because of the number, but when bulletproof definitely bulletproof. They, they do they do they do things their way, and, and and we will see what happens with Deshaun Watson. But that two forty is guaranteed. I, I will say that, and he will play this year. It's gonna it's gonna look good to the eye, but the NFLPA will appeal, and I think he's gonna play between eight and ten games. You do you think so? You think he's gonna play? So seventeen game schedule. I'm still getting used to that. But so you think yeah, he plays him, about he half seven, a year? He plays seven. Yeah, he's gonna play seven. He'll play seven games. My personal opinion. Hmm. I mean, it sounds sounds plausible to me that that's the way. It sounds like it's tracking because why would the NFL let it out? You know how how battened down uh, things are there. That it it just gets out like oh the the league is pushing for a year. Why would why would that news get out except to make themselves look good? Like hey world, we wanted a year, but the players union thought otherwise and we can only take this thing so far so he's back out there i mean stuff know. only leak if, if people if, if they want people to know because in that case you could have said two years you could have leaked yeah, out right. saying man we're gonna give him two years <laughs> and, and he would have been suspended a year the nfl would have pa would have said heck no we'll do a year but that's just what it is they i mean by the end of the day it's still the quarterback driven league and you know what Deshaun watts can do when he's on the field now you just put him on the field with a surrounding a supporting cast like that you can only imagine. So you you got a you got an opportunity to have <clears throat> the AFC North probably one of the best if Deshaun Watson played this year. Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson get his money, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, I mean, you 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 can sit them on any any team, and they and they're gonna they're gonna be a game changer. 
we were talking about three quarterbacks. We have yet to see what Mitchell Trubisky do in a Pittsburgh uniform, and we have yet to see what, you know, Kenny Pickett could do in a Pittsburgh still a uniform. But between Joe Koo, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, we didn't see what they did. I mean, Lamar Jackson league MVP, Joe Koo just got him to the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson, what he did with the OK roster. Now, you give him that Cleveland Brown roster, I mean, come on. Come on, man. It's, the AFC North got some quarterbacks. They they got to have a little resume when it comes down to quarterback. There is no other division in the NFL like the AFC North when it comes down to quarterbacks. And you want to talk about accolades and perks and awards. Then them three guys I just named, Sean Watson, Lamar Jackson, Joe Cool. I like that. And, and it's AFC North or AFC South for the best uh, collection of running backs probably too. Um but uh, you, you got it's two, interesting. You got two sitting in Cleveland. You got two. You you got two sitting in Cleveland. You got one sitting in Cincinnati. You got a young buck, a young rookie. He's gonna be a second year. Najee sitting in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's 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 the AFC North when you want to talk about running backs as well too. Who who else? Who else got a better running backs in a division than the AFC North? Kareem Hunt. I don't think I don't think people understand how good Kareem Hunt was when he KC. Was the, was the game changing? Couldn't 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 handle him. Coming out of the backfield, doing this one-two, making people miss, running them over. Then he got his incident in Cleveland. But when I said, I, matter of fact, me and Mark talked about this. I was like, that's the steal of the offseason. That's the steal of the offseason. Because if he if he didn't get in that trouble, he was getting paid, paid. But you see, you see, it, there's no lack. There's no lack when when uh running back. Who's the starting running back for Cleveland? Chubb. Nick missing. Chubb. Yeah, when when Nick when Nick Chubb when he when he got injured, there there was no lack of stuff. I mean, and Mark is a huge fan of Joe Joe Mixon, so you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon, and we got Najee sitting right there. I mean, put what do you think of when you when you hear Kareem Hunt? I don't know if you've seen that uh, he was mic'd up in the playoff game against the Steelers, Uh where they where they truck uh, Pittsburgh early. And Kareem Hunt is running through Steelers defenders. And as he gets up, he's saying to the Steelers, he's like, I'm going to hit somebody. Is that intimidating, Ike, as one of the great trash talkers of your era, for the offensive player to be like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to hit you next time you try to tackle me? No, nah, man. Hey, we, I was – so everybody know I'm at the cigar convention in Vegas, this PCA 2022. All we're doing is slinging cigars. But we were just having this conversation, me and Ed, um, Ed Reed and Ken Hamlin, we was having this conversation, man, because them boys in the cigars heavy just as well as me. When we played, like in our era, when we played, <laughs> you didn't come across that middle. If you was a receiver, when you played the Pittsburgh Steelers or you played the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the offensive coordinator and the receivers, the receivers, they say, hey, coach, you know what routes we're taking out this week? Yeah, we're taking out that dig route. We're taking out them slants, and I'm going to take out the post because <laughs> we we playing some boys who are live, and that's when the rules wasn't changing. <laughs> you know, we was and, – and the guy was saying something about with uh, James – with Debo, James Harrison, when we played Cleveland, I think Debo put Josh Cribs and Colt McCoy to sleep. I'm talking about – you ain't never – yeah, I'm talking about you ain't never – I ain't never seen a grown man before he, before he hit the ground start – that's what we was doing and we was taking all wages and we felt like if you didn't have that on your resume you wasn't hitting nobody so so nah with you, to, to answer your question picture, picture me trying to hit you trying to knock you out and before you hit the ground you snore 
and it ain't even nighttime yet. You ain't even take no Benadryl. That's how we used to bring things back in the day. So yeah, I, I, I wish I wish somebody would back in the day. A lot I, of people. That's why they call me. They... Ike, I'll be your hype man too. Don't <laughs> act like you didn't catch a body either. I mean, Pat White might have a word about that. Mark Sanchez too. <laughs> I will say yeah, yeah, it was I, cool. I, I, but you know what? No, I, I loved. I, I loved the I, love I, that Ike was getting from the Steeler Nation uh, this past week. I don't know if you caught any of that on uh, social media, Ike, but a lot of people were. Um, standing up and celebrating your career, I, I I hope you did really catch some of that. I did, I don't, I yeah, I caught, oh, I caught it. some on Twitter. On Twitter, yo, I caught a lot of it on Twitter. I mean, I disagreed with the praise, but but people still were still I people were like, oh, I still think he was good. I'm like, ah, but yeah, they, you know, they, they haven't found they haven't found the replacement one. And man, I talked to Uncle Prime all the time. He was like, bro, you just too nonchalant about your career. He said, I watched you come in and I watched you grow. He said, I don't think – and you checked the team's number one best receiver. So he was like, bro, you 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 did this at a high level for a long time. You don't give yourself no praise. Like, you know how hard it is <laughs> to be playing corner in the NFL? You know how hard it is, let alone to be checking the team's best receiver week in and week out? And he was like, you was locking down. It wasn't like they were scoring. So we went back and did a research. I think I gave up 17 touchdowns in 12 years. 17 is that touchdowns right? in 12 years. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You yeah, know, it's so funny because I think people here, I think fans hear stuff like zone blitz, and so they assume that you were playing zone. And I think that's where so people for, get sideways outside, about what you were doing. You were track. You outside were corners, outside corners played man. So the, the, right, a zone blitz in Pittsburgh still is for 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 uh Dicky for Dick LeBeau, Coach LeBeau. The zone was in the middle of the field. So inside the numbers was a zone. If you was a corner. And you played that five zone, you was on your own. I'll tell you what's crazy is, and I'm not trying to get your goat like uh, like our producer did on the old show way back when. <laughs> Excuse me, disgusting. Oh, uh, and uh, <laughs> it is. It's, uh, this is this is what old age is. This is coming for you, Ike. There's no avoiding it. <laughs> hey, this is what you, old. But you ain't you ain't even old. You just you know you just sit in the house all day. I'm an old soul. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though. That, that So, wait, 17 in 12 years, and I, I'm not getting your goal, no. but Calvin Johnson got three of those for, from you in one half of football. That's no. remarkable. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't score. He didn't score. He didn't, he he didn't? score. He, he, no, yeah. He, had, he, had a, he just had 100 yards. He had 100 ah. yards in the first. He had 100 yards in the first half. And them boys, them boys looked at me, and they looked at me laughing like, Hey, I keep getting your ass roasted. So what you gonna do in the second? <laughs> what you gonna do in the second half? And I, I don't think he caught. I don't think he caught a ball in the second half. Oh, but the man had a hundred yards in the first half. Like that's just what it was. But uh, he, he ain't scored. He didn't score. As one of the world's leading uh, Ike a- uh, advocates, I do have to point out always. I know it's uh, it, it's uh, um, old news to people who follow closely. Ike Taylor couldn't catch. Got that one off Jake the Snake in the AFC title game, then picked off Matt Hasselbeck in the Super Bowl in two big spots, back-to-back games that uh, that at least that first pick ended that um, Broncos Super Bowl bid. When he picked off Plummer, then uh, Roethlisberger did the six shooters. That was the end of that game and sent uh, the Steelers to the Super Bowl. Hey, what do you think, Bert? Go ahead. I had to leave. I had to leave some man. Like the good man gave my son all that. Like I, he said, look, he said, look, man, I'm, 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 a, I'm, 
I'm gonna take you to the promised land, but I'm I'm gonna bring your son with me. Like my and that's the ultimate feeling. Like I'll be sitting back and just be like, "Damn, you really were dropping a lot of balls. You really could have been in the Hall of Fame." But then I just look at my son. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he just he can catch everything and it's so effortless with him. Like he don't even be trying. Like the dude, he coming downhill, he want to smack in your face mask, and at the same time he'll go play receiver and overtop you. Like what you what you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he telling himself, it like, "I'm like, it, it's crazy." So no, nah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that gift. I didn't get that gift. I, I got. When did Cower? When did when did Cower realize? Because it's funny to think like what people say about. I go, like he didn't catch the the. When did Cower or whoever decide like, hey, it's it's not optimal to have him returning our kicks if if he can't catch the ball. That's a weird thing that you came into the league returning. Kickoffs. I think people probably you know, I, forget. I just, that. I just started start. No, I just, I was, I was a starter, so they didn't want to start a returning ah. kickoffs. But I led, I led the league my first hand, not, not one of my years in, in average. I think I was averaging close to thirty yards a kickoff return at one point in time. So, yeah, that, that, that one issue. I, I used to catch the eye. I used to catch the overhand instead of like this. So <laughs> that was the eye. That was, that was, that was the Aki, the Aki part about it. But yeah, fellas, I got, I got to slide. I got, I got to go. All right, all right. Go. We will get Dave out of here. Dave, thank you for joining Believe in Steelers. And Dave, please thank let you, our Dave. listeners and viewers know about where they can watch the minus three podcast and extra points as well. Track it down wherever you find your podcasts. Look for minus three. Look for extra points. Obviously, we put out lots of clips as well on social media. Track me down on Twitter. At Damashek and Bergen, you're the tops, man. Anytime you need something, you let me know. Always happy to chop it up with 2-4 as well. Next time, ask Ike this one. This is the question I was just about to ask you, Bergen. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Ike, too. If Deshaun – it's not one that you can answer because Deshaun Watson is going to get suspended for some stretch of time. If Deshaun Watson was starting in week one, who wins that division? Great question, Dave, because right now – the pick I have, I've got the Baltimore Ravens winning the AFC North in the 2022 season. I like that too. And I think the odds makers kind of are, I mean, listen, for season win totals, both the Ravens and Bengals are at um, nine and a half, which, you know, Bengals fans may feel disrespected by or whatever, but first place schedule, the history of being a Super Bowl runner up, those teams don't typically even make the playoffs. In the following year, in, in this millennium, there's not a, a great history for <clears throat> getting to the Super Bowl and losing there. Ike will sing songs about the greatness of Joe Burrow and why that will be overcome. And it is hard to argue with the the what they the only flaw with that team last year has now been addressed at the offensive line. So it's hard to go against the Bengals based on roster, but based on the things I just mentioned, maybe they do slide back a little bit, and the Ravens should be good. But if you had Deshaun Watson on that Browns roster, boy, that division is rugged, and that's why I like the Steelers. I like what I like what they've put together here for the season. But boy, it's it's hard to get real excited when, when you start looking at the schedule and you know six games are against those three teams. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. All that being said, Mike Tomlin doesn't do losing seasons, so they should be in the mix too. What a rugged! Uh, battle that whole division is going to be. People are talking about the AFC West. The AFC North ain't going to be a cakewalk itself. 
You heard it from the man himself. That is Dave Damashek. Dave, thank you again for coming on the show. We'll go ahead and sign off for the both of us here. For Dave Damashek, our guest, and Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.